Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Ankle Pickers, pay-per-view week, UFC 275 in Singapore. Let's go. What a fun one we've got this week. We're here to set some spreads for you early in the week. We'll be back mid this week to break down the card. We'll be back Saturday morning for a live episode. Um, I, I guess I want to make sure I'm showing that this is a 9 p.m. Central main card in Singapore. Is that right? Are they putting this on? No, US no. I think that it's it's weird times for us. It might be a 9 p.m. Central prelim start. That actually makes more sense to me. No, I'm showing 5 p.m. Central early prelims, seven prelims, nine main card. We'll see. <laughs> we're we're recording these a little bit early again. Get out in in advance uh, of of some of these lines so we can get best action as possible um so more to come we'll, we'll we'll figure out when this one is and we'll figure out a way to get you the necessary information prior to fight night um usual suspects recent dan in the house to set these spreads we've got a fun main card here um yeah that's what we got i guess let's do a quick plug for ufc austin next weekend looking forward to that one very much so we'll be in, in attendance and uh, come find us. Maybe we'll figure out some merch giveaway. If you come find us, come say hi. And socials, Reese, TikTok, killing it. YouTube, these are where these. That's where these post. Obviously, your podcasts. We've got Instagram rolling, Twitter rolling, at AnklePickPod everywhere. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a safe bet at AnklePickPod. You, it's a safe bet. You'll find it. First one to subscribe to everything, complete their pie chart. Visit us at the Big House Steps for your pie. <laughs> Come get your pay. All right. Main card this week. We're going to kick things off. Reese coming off the most recent victory. 10-7 extends the lead back to three in 2022. Uh, you guys know he's got a soft spot in my heart. Walter Waite, Jack Della Maddalena, and Ramazan Emiv. What a fight. What a card. What a fight. I mean, even the earlier prelims are, are pretty good, but what, what a card, what a fight. Um, I was proven wrong on, I mean, I wasn't proven wrong, but Della Maddalena destroyed Pete Rodriguez last time out on a pay-per-view, which was kind of his, one of his bigger coming out parties because it was his first UFC fight and they gave him a pay-per-view. Good stuff. Ramazan Amiv on the other end though, I mean, I know he had a split loss that a lot of people gave to him against Danny Roberts, but he's a guy who hasn't totally found his footing in the UFC, but his baseline talent is clearly there. But Dan, I, I think Della Madalena is going to be the favorite here. I think that based on the hype, based on his last line being as high as minus 400, Based on Amid's recent struggle with Danny Roberts, I, I think that uh, Medellin is going to 
get a, another pretty sizable line here, but not too sizable because I would I would get beyond a Meave sooner rather than later. I'm gonna go Metalena minus one ninety, a Meave plus one seventy. Wow, that's a lot more sizable than I thought you were gonna go. I full disclosure, I came in here with a Meave as a favorite. Okay, no, I could totally be way off. I just I've got it as a small line. I just don't think that people are as respondent to uh, Jack Della Maddalena as we are as a podcast. I think that we are really on top of how much talent he has and how scary of a striker he is. I don't think the whole world is really caught up with that. And, and it's a lot to do with just the level of competition, too. Just having the one UFC fight against not a really high-level talent. Um, and, and as we say a lot, there's this tax for these – Russian fighters that come in and, and a, a wrestler versus a striker. So this puts me in a tough spot because it kind of puts me in a blender right, right off the bat. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick to my guns, but I'm going to adjust my line ever so slightly. No, I'm not. I'm going to stick to my guns. We're going a me minus one twenty. This is a fun one to start things off. Ding, ding, ding. And me minus one twenty. I'm a fool. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me find let me let me real quick hit let's hit with some Bruno Capeloza. Wait, what did it open as? Minus 150 amoeba it opened, and that was yeah, no horrible line. Hold on, horrible line. I I've got content with my three game lead. One more time, Dan. I was trying to hit some Bruno Capeloza with that one. Fuck. Still not working. Okay. Yeah. So Dan doesn't have an iPhone, so that's why. But, okay, I I got too complacent with my three-game lead. I'm dialing back in. Okay, that was a bad line. Woo. All right. All right. Dan, coming off the ding-ding-dinger, is also going to lead things off for flyweight bout. Second fight on the main card, Rogerio Bontorin and Manel Cape. Wow. This, this card really is stacked, and I know that – we mentioned a couple episodes, I and mean, we've probably mentioned a couple times since then how excited we are for 276, and that that's supposed to be, I mean, on paper, it's one of the best fight cards we've ever seen. Top to bottom, I mean, we've got just bangers on this. And uh, th- this is no exception. We're talking about a guy we both have a ton of respect for, Manel Cape, came in with as much hype as it, it really has been on someone. Um because he was the rising champ. He, he had beaten a lot of tough guys. He had a ton of experience um, for how young he is. But Bontarin, we talk about experience. And, I mean, that guy has it in spades. I have to have Manel Kep as a favorite here. Like, we, I mean, I say it a lot. I'm going to repeat myself a lot. It's trajectories. One of them is on the, on the up and up. One of them is coming down a little bit. I think Manel is a real deal future flyweight superstar. I've got him minus 170, 170, no five, minus 170 against Rodrigo Bontarin. It's a great line. Both these guys have struggled to find footing in the UFC. And then finally Manel Cape started to, because his, both of his losses, a lot of people were surprised by, and it came down to gas tank issues. And then he, highlights styled on Zuma Gulov and Ode Osborne, but 
struggled at, at, at moments in that fight. And then on the other side, you got a guy in Bonturin who shows what he's capable of, shows his talent, and then also hasn't really totally put it together. Um, he's had a great win against Paiva. In my eyes, that's a great win. And uh, Magomed Bibitov, who we haven't seen in a while. I don't even know if he's with the UFC. He's not even with the UFC anymore. But I remember having a ton of respect on his name. And I think that he fell apart in that flyweight cutting um, back in the day. But, yeah, this one's interesting. Went over Matt Schnell is good. I'm going to go over you, Dan, just because Ray Borg – High conference I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ah, I want to go under you though because I think that what my guess is it opened over you and has been bet under you would be my guess. I'm gonna go 170 is an incredible line. I'm gonna go Bonterine. I'm gonna go Manel Cape minus 160. Wrong direction. Manel Cape minus 245. Wow, that's Very bigger good. than I thought. Where did it open? 220 Cape. And that was just two days ago. Wow. Also. So I was wrong about the direction too. Wow, wow, wow. That yeah. that might be an early place. Bontarine's getting a lot of value there. Especially, I know he struggled, but I mean Cape has struggled way more. And I don't think Cape that, looked like, passive. Cape has looked like they're just gonna raise my hand because I'm mean, not like I have to do anything in here. Wow, yeah, that one's an interesting one especially the later the fight goes and you have to talk worry or bring submissions into question. That's an interesting one. I won't even pretend on that front. Reese chasing too early will lead things yeah. off for women's yeah. straw weight about Zhang Wei Li and Joanna and Jay check. So here's the question that everyone here, am I up? Yeah. Here's, I'm looking at topology, Kobe, so nodding your head. You are up. I, barely, I barely got the end of. Okay, so here's the question that everyone's wondering. Has the line changed from the first fight? That's the question. Because Whaley Zhang was minus 195, JJ was plus 165, and it was a, a split decision. But, but, very close split decision fight of the year. But since then... JJ has been completely inactive and Whaley Zhang is 0-2, although it's active and although it's been for the title, 0-2. And so the question is, has the line changed? My guess is yes. My guess is just a little bit though. I think that the activity and keeping her name in the, in the, in the, in the news has helped Zhang, but two losses against a girl who just put out an absolute shit performance against Esparza. And then JJ still has that hype of like, okay, what is she going to bring now? She took time off. How does she look? How sharp is she? And I almost think it's more of an exciting than it is a, a negative for JJ. So I'm going to go, I'm going to change this. I'm going to go Whaley Zhang minus 140. 140. I'm going to go that much lower. And I'm going to go JJ plus 120. That puts me in a little pretzel. Uh, that's around where I wanted to be. Reese mentioned the, the line the first time they fought, which is really important. But uh, you look at that fight and it's just, it, it, it's on a knife's edge. It's razor thin as close as they come. I scored it for JJ, which makes me want to go down to exactly where Reese is. I think there are a lot of people that disagree with me. 
But I, I still think it's it's. I mean, we learned that the fight was closer than minus one ninety five. I gonna uh, I'm gonna go over you, but still under the one ninety five. At minus one seventy, Whaley. And I think that I still would lean on the JJ side there, at like a one fifty five, but I, I would hesitate. And so that's why I'm I'm sticking on that number. Opened back in April, minus one fifty, minus one seventy five, Whaley. Dan takes it. Oh. And takes clinches it early this week. Two oh. fights remaining, two title fights left. I didn't. I wasn't counting. Come on. I just don't I mean, we need. We need another Bruno Capeloza. I just don't have it. Uh. Well, we still have two title fights left. Do we want to bring? In, do we want to bring in a third fight and make this another? No, Reese wants to give me more points on this. I'm eating. No. I'm eating. Come no. on. Give Danny the win. Let's move on. Balotelli <laughs> right. and takeovers Talia Santos. Just rip it minus, off. Minus 1,000. What's your <laughs> number? No, I'm going to go 1,100. All right. <laughs> uh, 800, Valentina. Point. <laughs> that was the most undeserved <laughs> point of all time. <laughs> Wait, what did it what did it open at, Kobe? It, it opened at minus six hundred. Also, back on that April timeline. Okay, so so right now, Danny gets a point. We can fight. I that point's mine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, this is going to keep going. Throw a bunch of a uh, Valentina Aaron Blanchfield parlays for literally doesn't matter. Back. It literally that age as well, man. We're gonna find out. Um, light heavyweight title fight. Yuri Pohaska. Okay. And Glover Teixeira. This one's going to be a little more serious. Am I leading off here? Because this one's an uh, interesting one, and I have no idea. Give me I'm, rare, I'm really curious as to what you think about this. I'll let you pick, Dan, because you won this episode in, 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 in just smashing fashion. Do you want me to go first or second? No, let, let's, let's, just, let's just converse about it. Um, okay. I, I think that and, – and stop me if you think differently. I think that Jiri is going to be the favorite here. I agree. I agree. Okay, that much I agree with. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I, the, the question is, where does that number really go from once it flips? I don't think that there's any way, chance in hell, it's going to be close to two. I just don't. I mean, we, we've got a guy in Glover as much as this is like the last thread of Glover, and, and he is a 42-year-old champion. He's been proving everyone wrong this whole yeah. run. I he think wins over Kudalaba, wins over Krylov, wins over Smith, then Santos, then Blahovic. No, this run is unprecedented and truly one of the greatest things I've seen in, in the history of the sport. It is ridiculous that a guy who had so many mixed results all of a sudden just goes on a shred like no one's ever seen before. It's it's beyond impressive. Definitely. But we mentioned we mentioned trajectories a ton. And but, I can't keep the word out of my mouth. The other today. thing, too, is like look like Yuri has that unique allure I would say about him where you have a guy who has two just vicious knockouts one being knockout of the the century on Dominic Reyes with that spinning elbow but outside of that you got nothing but first round finishes first round finishes first round finishes that are just and granted it's rising, so they're 10 minute rounds, I believe. But real quickly, I gotta mention 
my guy Bruno Capelosi. I know, God, on that list. <laughs> but so, but so you you have to look back and ask yourself, and it re- this really is the only thing the fight comes down to is how is the grappling going to look? Because if it stays on the feet, Yuri's won, and it's minus five hundred. In a kickboxing match, Yuri's minus five hundred. Let's call a spade a spade, maybe higher. That's not this though. And so the question is, Dan, what is the likelihood this sees the mat? And what is the likelihood that Yuri can get up from that? And has that been seen? I haven't taped anything from Yuri and Ryzen, so I don't know what he's seen there. And in the UFC, it hasn't even been threatened, really. So I think that the line is going to have a Yuri tax because of the type of knockouts he has. And I think you and I probably both find ourselves on Glover, would be my guess. I think you're right there. That's where I was at least leaning. But in terms of setting this spread, I think that also puts us on the same page of, we think Jerry's going to be a, a favorite here, maybe a minus 150, 160 kind of line. Um, and it might even get bigger and bigger as we approach closer to this fight. Um, but it's a lot to do with, the same thing that's been happening in this whole run, people overlooking Glover Teixeira and the experience might pay a big factor. I also think a lot of sharp people are going to wait to place their Glover bet because they know it's going in that direction as as well as we do, or we would imagine. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go over you, Dan. I think it's already steamed higher. I'm going to go Yuri minus 170. It did open in January. This line's been out there quite a bit. Okay. So, yeah, that, I mean, I, that, that'll steam it towards more Reese's number, but I think the line should be still I, – I don't think it should get higher than where you're at, 170. I'm comfortable 160. Yeah. It's 190. Yeah. Uh, and where did it open? 130. You guys – I mean, you guys called it basically exactly how it went thus far. Yeah. And, and here's now one more question before we sign off, and Dan hits the 5-0 sweep poha. Um, oh, no, I actually took Yuri, so never mind, 4-1. But – Dan, what do, do you think this number gets above two? Where it is now, I do. It's a pride. I, I would have said no, but we're looking at whatever, 195, like this far out. Where are the um, – we saw Glover as more than a plus 200 underdog against Jan Blahovic. And Porhazga is way more dangerous than a Jan Blahovic. Obviously, that one was a little but bit the, weird at how it went down. But we also but. understand we've seen Blahovic's like there's less question marks, in my opinion, against of Blahovic to share than there is Yuri to share. Because I have not, I truly have not seen Yuri grapple. I haven't had to. So I don't know what his pedigree is like. That's gonna yeah. answer every question you have. Let me stop y'all real quick because 190 is five dimes. It's 220 at DraftKings. It's 200 bet MGM. Yeah. 195. Okay. It's 200 Yeah, points move. It's 200 everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Still going. So the question is, Dan, how much longer until we start putting a little bit on? Waiting. I, I don't think that there's going to be a heavy swing of money coming back on the Glover direction. And I also don't think I'm going to hit it that hard. Yeah. I see myself playing it, but. I'm going to be looking at it like it's a gift at up, up at like 250, 260 yeah. if like it gets a there. Roll almost rather than yeah. like an actual strategic bet. Yeah. Right. Definitely. 
A lot of par- but that's the type of title fight where you see a lot of parlays get busted. A lot of people on Yuri and a lot of people lose money on the last. And it happened, the, it happened the last Glover fight. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at this run of Glover and Glover by sub over a guy that never has shown he has had to grapple is going to be like a plus 1100 that that's that's worth a sprinkle. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We don't have a specific type of type of finishes, but Glover inside the distance right now is plus 265. Okay. Which isn't that enticing. Yeah, no. Um, all right, Dan, hit us with a poha and then just rip the bandaid off. Poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.